Welcome to Tech Fight Podcast. What you need to know before you start your day. I'm your host Prabhu and I'll help navigate through last week's tech news and provide some insight to the world we live in. Hack an iPhone by sending emails that can infect devices without a user even opening the email. Puzzling, right? A San Francisco-based cybersecurity firm, ZecOps, said it found proof that hackers have been using an iOS bug since at least January 2018. Researchers say the bug appears to have been leveraged as part of malformed emails sent to high-profile iOS users. The targets included an executive from a career in Japan, a North American company, and tech companies from Israel and Saudi Arabia. ZecOps says that the attack is zero-click exploit that doesn't need a user to open the email, which makes it more sophisticated. The exploit is triggered once the user receives the email. The attacker sends emails that installs malicious software once Apple email reader begins downloading the message, or the user opens the Apple Mail app. The exploit is not affecting Gmail or other email applications on the iOS devices. Zekop said, the vulnerability allows to run remote code in the context of mobile mail, iOS 12, or mail ID, iOS 13. Successful exploitation of this vulnerability would allow the attacker to leak, modify, and delete emails. The security company said the exploit doesn't allow full control over the phone and that an attacker would also need additional iOS kernel vulnerability. ZecOps says the vulnerability has been there since at least iOS 6, which was released back in 2012. Apple has stated the issues don't pose an immediate risk and the company hasn't found evidence that they were used against customers. Apple did say the bug will be addressed in an upcoming software update. On to the next story. Competition to creating a low-cost ventilator to fight COVID-19. Montreal General Hospital Foundation and the Research Institute of McGill University Health Center set up a competition called the Code Life Ventilator Challenge. The competition was to encourage students around the world to come up with a working, low-cost, easy-to-manufacture ventilator to help patients battling COVID-19. This was a two-weeks competition. 94 countries participated in this challenge, having just over 100 teams. A group of engineering students from the University of British Columbia, team called Flow02, were selected amongst the final 10 competitors. Their approach was to modify a BiPAP machine, which stands for Bi-Level Positive Airway Pressure. This device is used by people who have sleep apnea. Comparable to a ventilator, it has the functions that are essential to push air into the lungs and assist with breathing. The team added extra components to the machine to make it more like a regular ventilator and communicate a patient's condition more precisely to the doctors or a nurse. The added components are readily available and can be bought online or at hardware stores. The team had been working together via Skype. The price of an actual ventilator can cost up to $50,000. A BiPAP machine can cost anywhere between $1,000 to $5,000. The added components the engineers are adding are worth about an extra $1,000 to $2,000. The team is still working on the software portion and is looking to get feedback from the healthcare workers. The competition is awarding the top team with $200,000. The three finals will be announced this week. On to the next story. Google Home app to introduce OK Google command sensitivity. The Google Home app will soon allow users to adjust the sensitivity of its OK Google voice recognition command. Most daily users know that this is one functionality that should have been there from the beginning. The microphone built within the Google Home devices are very sensitive. In a couple of weeks, this additional feature will be made available. Canon to introduce 8K mirrorless camera called the R5. 
This camera will shoot 10-bit 4K Canon log video using full width of the sensor at 120 frames per second. It will capture 8K at up to 30 frames per second and 4K at 60 frames per second. The R5 will capture both 4K and 8K video using the full width of the sensor. It has a 5-axis in-body stabilization, making the videos smoother. Also has a dual card slots with one CF Express slot and one SD UHS-2 slot. Canon has yet to provide the pricing for this anticipated camera. On to the next story. WhatsApp's parent company is Facebook. Although there are privacy issues going on with Facebook, WhatsApp is a leading messaging application which is used by an estimated 2 billion users globally. WhatsApp's encryption is applicable for both voice and video calls. With the encryption in place, WhatsApp and third parties cannot listen or obtain information from user communication. Currently, the video calling feature has a limit of four contacts at one time. It is believed the number of callers is about to increase to eight. Users must be on the latest version of the app install once the update is released. Moving on to a local story, patient monitoring with Raspberry Pi. Mount Sinai Hospital had asked the University of Toronto Engineering Department to help in finding a way to monitor vital signs of COVID-19 patients remotely with live data. A team of three PhD students from UFT, headed by Professor Willy Wong, came up with the solution. They created a device that enables healthcare workers to monitor COVID-19 patients continuously without the need of entering a patient's room. Real-life data can be checked from any nursing station computer or smartphone. The simple model comprises of connecting a Raspberry Pi 4 to a standard finger clip monitors, which is already in use across the hospital to monitor the respiratory status of COVID-19 patients. The finger clips identify what light is observed by the blood in a patient's finger. Blood absorbs different colors of light to different degrees depending on how well oxygenated it is. So these measurements tell the hospital staff whether patients might be having difficulty breathing. The Raspberry Pi device transfers this information over a wireless network to a server that allows the nurse's station computers or doctor's smartphone to access data on the status of their patients. That is all for this week's tech news. For more information on the stories covered today, please visit the website, techfight.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll have more news next week. <laughs>